This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Ed Moyer, who is in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Very well, thank you. We've had another really interesting week, probably the highlight. Is it a highlight or a low light? Fed Chair Jerome Powell on Wednesday with his Senate testimony. We've talked already to Craig and reflected on some of what Jerome Powell said. But what was interesting over the last 48 hours is that he's toned down Jay Powell, some of his recession talk. He's calmed some investor angst by pledging to fight inflation and bringing down those expectations of a possible recession. I think there was a lot to digest. We had the two days of testimony. So I, I think the key takeaways, yes, the Fed has done a good job in, in stating and, and showing they're committed to bringing down inflation and that uh, that commitment is unconditional. Um, I think that that was the word, uh, the testimony. And, and I think there's expectations that the Fed is going to deliver, you know, another, you know, 75 basis point rate hike in July. What made things interesting, though, was, you know, I mean, Fed Chair Powell is, is trying not to lock himself into anything. But um, we did hear from another uh, Fed member, and uh, it was uh, the Fed's Bowman that said that uh, half-point rate hikes could be appropriate for a few meetings after the July one, which she supported a 75 basis point um, increase. So, so I think what we're starting to see is there are expectations that you're going to see the Fed is going to uh, lean towards a slower pace of tightening, um, possibly by um, by September. Um, and, and I think for for a lot of traders, um, you know, the, you know, that's what they need for their green light. To, to, to buy this dip um, and and now you're you're starting to have everyone be focused you know are we seeing you know further signs that inflation is peaking and um, I think you know we've, we've had a big correction here with oil prices um, and we're starting to see um, you know even uh, the latest University of Michigan survey, uh, showed a rather significant downward revision um, with those inflation expectations. Um, I think that, you know, for, for a lot of traders, that, that was kind of like a, a, a welcome surprise. Um, you saw the one-year uh, inflation uh, expectation, you know, you know, dip lower from 5.4% to 5.3, but it's the direction that everyone's fixated on. And in the five-year, um, coming in much uh, softer at 3.1% versus um, the expected steady read of 3.3%. So you're you're seeing there are signs that you're you're, you're going to have inflation come down, and I think you know for for a lot of people, um, it's because uh, <laughs> the economy is is heading towards a recession, and uh, you're you're going to have um, a much weaker consumer which means demand is going to soften and and uh, you'll, you'll you'll see that be probably just as important to why uh, prices are coming down not necessarily that supply chain issues are working themselves out um, so 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 I think you know we, we, we still should expect you know considerable you know large rate increases over the upcoming meetings but 
some of the volatility in commodity prices has shown some improvement, um, and and now you have a lot of investors that are very excited that um, you know you could see the Fed be in a position where they can you know uh, downshift on on that tightening pace. So uh, a lot to digest from Fed Chair Powell, and uh, I think that um, you know the goal of navigating towards that soft landing is 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 a lot harder, um, and uh, I. I'm, I'm anticipating that, uh, you know, the, the recession that will hit the U.S., um, hopefully it will um, remain a mild one. But um, I think that's that seems to be the course that this economy is headed towards. I wonder if the Fed has a number in mind as to far, how far the rate is going to go up to. I mean, you talked about a 0.75 uh, rate hike in July, then maybe another half point in August. Where is it going to end? I, I think. You know, three percent, three and a half percent is kind of where a lot of people are anticipating. And and for for you know the economy, um, you know that is is going to be a rude awakening because you know uh, there was kind of this uh, uh, mantra that you know borrowing costs were going to be very attractive going forward. You had a lot of companies kind of uh, have that as the, the the backbone of their strategy for. Um, uh, for, for many businesses that were created, um, you know, during the pandemic, um, and now your your borrowing costs are soaring. Um, so uh, I, th- I think that um, financial conditions are still okay, credit is still available, markets are functioning. So uh, it's it's still a green light for risky assets. Um, I think you should be prepared, though. You know, the, the volatility um, is still there and won't be going away anytime soon but um i think you know we're we're talking about now a nasdaq that's down 26 percent year to date s p 500 is down 18 percent the dow 13 percent so those are significant um discounts and um i i think you're you're going to see a lot of the companies that are down 50 to 70 percent those are the ones that are going to be struggling because of these you know surging borrowing costs so i think you know the 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 bellwethers the 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 companies that have you know solid growth outlooks that are that are turning profit now um you know these levels should be attractive so uh, there's probably expectations that you're going to have um, a market that is going to be very um i think um optimistic that you know still um there, there's good reason to to uh, want to bet on the U.S. stock market just because, you know, overall the consumer is it's it's weakening, but it's still still going to have some strong demand. I think um, you know throughout the summer and it will moderate throughout the rest of the year. Uh, and uh, but um, overall, there's there's still a, a lot of money in those savings accounts, and um, I think you'll 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 still see that um, foreign investment should be pretty strong going to year end. You mentioned the oil price earlier, Ed, and um, I mean, you used the word collapse. I possibly wouldn't have gone as far as that, but certainly there is a weakening demand outlook. Rising energy prices is one of the reasons why we have uh, the possibility of a recession and why we have such inflation and higher interest rates. So it's interesting how oil price comes down and possibly inflation will come down as well as a, as a, as a sort of mark of that uh, in the next few months. But uh, there's no guarantee of that, of course. Correct. And, and I, I think, you know, for, you know, a lot of 
people when you when you consider what oil has done over the, over the you know the past 10 days um you know the you know prices falling 18 percent um um welcome news and uh, for energy traders uh that 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 free fall <laughs> was uh mostly a one-way trade so i think that was uh unexpected given how tight the market was so i think that you know that significant decline um is is uh you know was probably overdone <laughs> um and uh right now you're you're going to see that uh you know th this market is is fixated over exactly you know how is the production outlook looking and uh i think you know we we have an opec plus meeting next week that will um most likely have them uphold their August uh, production increase um, expectation, um, but but I think you know what a lot of traders are are starting to pay close attention to is that you're starting to see you know some of the the, the countries that were unable to meet their quotas that have you know had had trouble uh, you know making making that. Um, commitment uh pledge uh, you know like nigeria they're they're expected that they to, to get things you know in order and and to be able to hit their their number um by the end of august so i think you're you're starting to see the supply outlook is improving um and you know obviously you you had this week oil ceos meeting with the white house there's you know there's um you know uh, expectations that you're you're going to continue to see some efforts made to um, help with the, the consumer that, um, you know, this, this is, uh, you know, a weaker consumer and, you know, you know, very elevated a a energy costs is, uh, is bad for, for the outlook. So I think you're, you're, you're going to continue to see that, um, you know, the Biden administration is going to be aggressive with what they're trying to, to do to, to help provide some relief at the pump and and some extraordinary measures are being um, toyed with right now but uh, I, th I think overall though you know this market is still very tight and and um, you know the demand outlook is is, is very interesting um, uh, travel leisure expectations are for that to, to kind of keep keep the demand outlook strong over these next couple months but uh, I think um, for, for a lot of people, it's still about, you know, broader inflation and uh, um, any inflation relief is welcome news uh, for commodities. And, and uh, right now, I think uh, you're, you're, you're going to see that um, if the economic data um, does not come in softer than expected, and, and right now we've had a kind of a good streak uh, of that. Um, um, but if there are some upside surprises, that should be very good for the crude demand outlook, and, and that will probably probably mean um, oil should be well supported above $100. Um, but it's a very uh, volatile energy market, and um, that will most likely remain the case. And then also next week you have um, the, uh, um, the G7, you know, further, you know, Russia winning a key city um, in this war against Ukraine. Uh, I think you're going to see that. Um, there's going to be expectations the the pressure on russia is going to be intensified and that could lead to some more short-term uh possible uh, uh disruptions uh, for for some countries so um very volatile times still ahead for oil 
Let's talk about cryptocurrency. Of course, last week we were talking about the big falls. But before we talk about how things have been a bit steadier this week, I just wanted to point your way to this latest heist that hackers have stolen $100 million worth of cryptocurrency from Horizon. Uh, that has broken in the last few hours. This is something that has been happening on a regular basis. Whenever there's a, a market that has, you know, tremendous growth, um, and and uh, you, you will see that the bad players will, will gravitate towards it. Uh, you know, crypto hacks and scams, Ponzi schemes, uh, that has been a growing trend over the last few years. Um, so, yes, another hack is uh, another reason why you're seeing government leaders make that call for harsher regulation. There needs to be more consumer protections put in place. 100 million is, uh, you know, it's an eye-catching number. Um, and you'll see that um, over um, the last several years, uh, the hacks have become a lot larger. Um, and, and it, it, you know, it really leaves, you know, a lot of investors uh, in a, I think, keeping them hesitant as far as, you know, with how aggressive they make crypto a part of their, their um, trading portfolio. So, so I, so I th think that you're going to probably see that, um, um, you know, a lot of, you know, traders are concerned that, uh, you know, the, the, the space will, will take quite some time before it's, it's, it's cleaned up. But um, you have to remember um, there are progress. There has been progress made um, with, recovering money against these hackers and uh, I think that um, you're going to see that um, a lot of traders are are, are still um, kind of uh, um, remaining long-term optimistic for the crypto space I think that uh, you know the blockchain potential is still um, going to yield massive investment and uh, I think that um, overall the the, uh, the crypto space is uh, you know it the, the the selling has been intensified um, just given the de-risking moment we saw that you know all the inflation fears and recession worries um, what that's done to risky assets so I think as we start to see some stabilization um, with that um, that should be positive for the space and that's why you're 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 still seeing Bitcoin hold two thousand Ethereum holding um, one thousand now actually Ethereum a lot closer to 1200 um, so so there is there is a uh, you know I think um, um, some calm in the cryptoverse right now um, but you know still it's still far from um, anywhere from flashing bullish signals where you're, you're going to see more momentum buying so right now it it just seems like it's uh, it's, it's it's kind of anchored around 20,000 that is Bitcoin and uh, I think you'll, you'll you'll see that uh, it it will take some more calm with investor outlook for for risk appetite and, and that's going to be probably a very you know choppy trade over these next few months unfortunately we've got a rather unstable line today ed so um let's move on to the final part of this podcast and look ahead to the next week and ask you what stands out for you you mentioned a couple of things already what should we look out for in terms of uh, markets and the latest data well, I think a lot of people will pay close attention to the ECB's annual forum on central banking. We'll hear from um, all the top central bank heads, um, Lagarde, Bailey, Powell, um, 
also we have the the G7. Uh, they're going to have a three-day summit uh, in Germany. Uh, everything right now is 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 um, you know all about inflation for Wall Street, and uh, I think just seeing what uh, the West is going to do um, against Russia and and will that you know trigger some reactions across some commodities that will be a key focal point um you know on july 1st hong kong that is the uh marks the 25 years since the handover to uh uh china so i think you're going to see president xi's speech is, is going to be uh closely uh, watched um, for me um i will be dissecting the earnings reports from several major retailers Hearing the outlooks on or their take on the consumer, whether they have more massive cuts to their guidance or are some a little bit more constructive, um, you know, Nike, H&M, Bed Bath Beyond and Walgreens will, will all provide results. Um, so that those are uh, some key key ones I'll focus on. Um, as far as economic data goes, we you know, there's there's a lot um you know another round of inflation data pce uh inflation from the us but that's may data so maybe not necessarily so important um the personal income and spending data that is uh, one that i always um go into uh, a deep dive um and uh, I, I think overall though um you know the rate decisions is rather quiet sweden supposed to rick spank's going to deliver another rate hike um or deliver a rate hike um and on Friday, we have those auto sales numbers. Um, that's going to be um, a closely watched one, too. I think that's uh, important. Um, and then we also have, you know, the the PMI readings, um, yeah, as we always get on the, the the first of the month or the, the first trading day of the month. Um, so that's going to be a, a, another closely one that's watched um, for all the uh, advanced economies. So a busy week. Um, and then um, I think, you know, you'll see a lot of people, though, they'll, they'll fixate on those central bank governor comments that we'll get from the ECB uh, digital forum. OK, and have a very good weekend. We'll speak to you again soon. Looking forward to it. Thank you. This is the Oanda podcast.